He's very quiet. Yeah, well, he's also... Well, I'm also like 10 feet away right. from Mike. Hold no, on. even then, I felt like you were so quiet. I was listening to the pod in my car, and anytime Chris spoke, I had to turn it up. Really? Okay, yeah. well... Here's what I'll try to do from now on. Turn me up in the microphone. I will try to finish the audio before the weekend, and I'll s- I'll put it in the the thing in the Google Doc. And if it's off, <laughs> then y'all can let me know. Real big hated that. Real real big time. Is that good there, buddy? No. It's <laughs> just a bad chip. <laughs> pretty okay. I didn't put any sauce on it. Did you just dip after you bitten? Yes, because it's his. <laughs> we're not, we're if it not helps, I didn't dip the part that I bit. Yeah, you did. I flipped it. No, you didn't. I did. You bit it on the side, and then you turned it to the side. No, I dipped, and dipped it, it in the corner. I didn't actually dip the part that oh, I bit into the salsa. I didn't salsa. see the whole thing. I am a much better person than okay, that. Okay, I believe you. That's my apologies. Ding dong. This is the Always More Podcast. Hello, everyone. It is January 26th. I wanted to say July. It's a J, man. Yeah. That, I, I feel like that's, that's how all, all of them are. Um, well, welcome to the Always More Podcast, uh, where we believe there is always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and deeper understanding. Mm. Wow, that was real. That felt good. It felt good. Doesn't it felt good. It gives you some, uh, some, oh man, like, this embodiment of yeah. like power and and joy and, and discussion. Uh, and yeah, understanding, <laughs> meaningfulness, and yeah. love. Just love. Love. That's real good. Love you guys. <laughs> well, uh, today on the pod, we're talking about the book of Boba Fett. Mm. Uh, we got Eternal Turtles. That's a tongue twister, a little yeah. bit. Not gonna lie. That's why I put <laughs> it there. <laughs> uh, superhero therapists. Special interview with Malachi the Great, and so much more. But first, I'm your host, Harley. I don't feel like saying my last name. Okay. Um, and Fair next enough. to me, on my left, we're going to start on my left and right, because that's how I read left to right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And most that's of us do it that way. Yeah. But, mm, yeah. Mm. Most Americans. <laughs> most yeah. Americans. In there theory. are a lot of cultures that read vertically instead. Yeah. yeah. Or right to left, like the, the Jewish peoples. Or manga. <gasps> yeah, like in the books. Okay, cool. On my left, we have Tim. I, I was gonna let you say it. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's why I was waiting. I thought you That's forgot why for I a said. <laughs> I'm Tim. Hello. <laughs> I thought she forgot for a second. No. <laughs> She's on my left is uh, uh, <laughs> who is uh, this man? <laughs> why am I in his house? <laughs> no. Okay, I was gonna let you say it, but it's there now. It this is, how, this how we're recording it. Chris, this how it's can going you? Down. Okay, you right. I'm Chris. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm an Aquarius. I like long walks on the beach. I only know I'm an Aquarius because my wife told me so. <laughs> Can you imagine if he wasn't? <laughs> I'm actually a Virgo. What if she lied to you? <laughs> she might have. I never. She told you it. what she wants you to be. No, she made me get that app uh, where you can like put in your, oh, your yeah. date, mm. your time of birth and all that stuff. So I did that, and it told me I'm an Aquarius. With a Capricorn rising. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. Oh. Yeah, me too. Your I'm birthday's sorry coming to up. I've ever known. It is. Yeah, it's, my it's birthday. It's only like in a week or two. Um, let's see, what is it? CoStar is the name of the app. Oh, mm. I have Sanctuary. 
Um, let me see. Hold on. I think I have Google. Here's my <laughs> chart. Tim, that means you don't know what your Tim birth chart is. It. That'll be a whole other episode. We'll yeah, get into it that. Absolutely. Oh, will. A Sagittarius <laughs> ascendant. Oh, me too. I don't know what that means. That's why we get along. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Cool. Very that, good. That's the whole reason <clears throat> we get along. Just because that. we're both Sagittarius ascendants. Yep. I'm Capricorn, Venus, Moon. It's called a rising. Uranus, Mars, and Neptune. He's going to wait. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> we'll talk I about it at a app, different though. date. All right. First up, what do we have? All right, guys. We're going to start the shot off, bleh, <laughs> shot off with. Hey, I mean, we could do that, too. Uh, we're going to start off this show with Wreck and Rev. This is the part of the show where we talk about some things that we recommend and things that we reviewed that we want to let you guys know about. And so uh, today I'm going to start off, and that is with the show now out on Disney Plus called The Book of Boba Fett. Wow. Yeah. You're going to hate me. Uh, what? As in you haven't watched it yet or as in you don't I like it? I have not watched it yet. I'm oh, not going to hate me you. Me either. Look, look, okay, here's, here's, here's my hot take for the week, okay? It's okay. It's it's so far it's okay. I've heard that like it's not super great. Like I'm not I'm not like all the other haters are like oh it's not like the Mandalorian. I knew it wasn't going to be like the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian was different. It's unique. It's special. And yeah. how they started the show was so unique. You can't replicate that without yeah. it without people going oh you're just copying the Mandalorian. And that that's the thing yeah. with all Star Wars media though they always do that. Anytime right. they try to do a new take, they're like well it's not it's not what I know. It's not what I like. And then they create something else, and it's like, well, it's not like that last thing you guys did. <laughs> They're all different stories <laughs> happening yeah. in one galaxy. Well, then here's 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 where the other hate is coming with the show is you got people who are Boba Fett lovers who know him from the comics a little bit, but they're like, this is not the this is not the Boba Fett I know. I'm like, homie, he only has like two lines in the whole saga. Like, how yeah. are you gonna how are you gonna he, he, people can change. And his whole be, thing <laughs> was, I'm a bounty hunter. Now I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. No, really. That's his, that's, that's his arc. That's it. <laughs> he had no character development. <laughs> if you didn't read the comics, you have no reason to hate Book of Boba Fett, I guess. Yeah. it's. I mean, even then, it's fine. It's good. I like it. I mean, I like it. It's Star Wars. There is nothing out there Star Wars-wise that I don't like. Like, there's mm. things that I'm like, eh. I have you lit seen without, the Christmas right. special? Okay, that's different. <laughs> Have you seen the Christmas no, special? And I think it's I'm on better Disney off. Plus. You are better off. Cool. Just not. Oh, it is. It's on there now. I think so. I'm pretty sure in the vintage uh, oh Star Wars. Oh my gosh! Thing. I, I just look. You want to be on something when you watch that? That's all I gotta say. What? <laughs> I tried showing Ellie the Ewok cartoon, and oh. she was not about it. Maybe I'll try now. Now that she's a little older, but she's, when I first showed her like Star Wars, she loved it. Yeah. And then I showed her the Ewoks, and she was just. Mm-mm. It's that uh, what's that what's that line in How I Met Your Mother where he talks about like? Well, she's on the right side of that line though. I thought it was like bef- I thought if you're older, then you thought they were cute. No, oh, if no, you're, you're older, right. you don't like it. If you're That's younger, right. you do because it reminds you of your teddy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm. This is a lot of Star Wars. I'm not sure that's <laughs> correct because I really like the little porg things. Well, you're also Gen Z. That line was specifically for younger millennials and Gen Xers. Is it really? Yeah. From younger millennials up to the older Gen X. It's this fictional line made up in How I Met Your Mother by Barney Stinson. He talks about like this line where people beyond it think Ewoks are cute and people before it don't think they're cute. And it was specific. Oh. I think the line at the time was like 31 years old, which was his cutoff for dating. Yeah. If she's like 30 or older, she is too old to date. Even though, Even though he was like 40. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a nasty human being. But Oh, okay. Anyways, I think we should move on. <laughs> 
Yeah, we got far off of that record, right? Yeah. So anyways, Book of Boba Fett, I like it. I enjoy it. I like the story arc. I like where Boba's going with it. And actually, to me, seeing where he came from as a child and where he's going now, I see you know character development. So I personally like to see that. And so where I think the show's going, I'm really excited for it. Cool. So. All right. That's all that matters. Um, Mine is actually also inspired by my daughter's love for dinosaurs. Um, (laughs) So one of Ellie's favorite things in the world is watching the Jurassic Park scene where the T-Rex breaks out of the cage and he's like trying to eat the kids and they're in the Jeep. (laughs) Um, That's one of my favorite scenes in that movie. I I think that might just be genetic for her. So I was like, well, let's, let's find something a little more kid-friendly for her. Yeah. And I picked out Camp Cretaceous on Netflix. It is a Jurassic World tie-in. So it happens at the same time as the Jurassic World movies uh-huh. where these kids are like on the new island that they made. The Indominus Rex gets out and everything, and the kids end up stranded on the island while everybody else is like dipped. Yeah. Uh, so these kids have to survive in Jurassic Park, basically. Oh, wow. Um, people come to help them. People that are like camp counselors that were there. A lot of people die in this show. (laughs) I was like, yeah, this will be way more family friendly. And the only reason it is is because all of these deaths happen off screen. But you can can still hear them. (laughs) You can hear the deaths. You can hear the dinos crunching. You you can hear, oh my God. (laughs) And then silent. (laughs) And the kids are just like, well, I wonder what happened to that guy. Like, one of the dudes that was trying to save them, like, sacrificed himself by jumping into the raptors. And they were like, we're going to turn around and get him. And then he stopped screaming. They're like, nope, we should just keep going. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, this show is not for children. <laughs> Ellie loves it, though. It's- I w- okay, wait. I would yes, like to apply some context to this. What is the, um, like, s- do you think the specific age range is for this TV show? I- you know, they market it. It's on Netflix Kids. So okay, they but market that can vary. it as like from, I guess, one up to like young adult teenagers. But I it think is it's definitely more... targeted towards like 18, 19 year olds. Are you kidding me? It, look, man. And then how old your daughter? Is this she animated? Is two. Two? <laughs> Ellie is two and she loves watching Camp Cretaceous. She can actually pick out some of the dinosaurs. She's like, oh, that's a Gallimimus, which blew my mind. <laughs> oh my God. Like, she knows it's a Gallimimus, and she only says that when the Gallimimus is on TV. Um, She knows T-Rex, Raptor, Triceratops, Gallimimus, and Diplodocus. I should should let you borrow my uh, uh, Jurassic Park uh, Evolution game. You have the game? Yeah. Dude, we also just watch videos of that game. Yeah, yeah. She loves watching the dinosaurs come out of the cage. Yeah, it's fun. I'll check that out. Yeah. Yeah. But that show I'm is stunned. amazing. <laughs> I love that show. Look, I'm we, actually going to do a rewatch by myself when she's done with it. You know that TikTok sound where it's like, the woman was too stunned to speak. <laughs> that is me. Me. Look, dinosaurs were a thing when we were young. Like, we, we were like, 91, I wanted to be a paleontologist when I was five. You said what? I wanted to be a paleontologist. Yeah, yeah, a lot of us five. did. Jurassic Park came out around our birthdays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first our, second. Our dates of birth. The third one came out, I think, in the early 2000s. So that was the last one before Jurassic World. And, yeah, that, that was that was a huge, like, movement is that we all want to be paleontologists. Kind of like the Indiana Jones, but now for dinosaurs. Yeah. Wow. That's impeccable. Yep, can't relate to that. I really <laughs> wish I could, though. 
Uh, don't you have a history degree? I, that's literally, I don't study natural history. <laughs> don't go that far back. <laughs> yeah, Goober. Old stuff is all the same to me. <laughs> Just blends together. Uh, all right, Harley, what you got for us today? Okay, so mine's not either of those things that you guys just talked about. Very clearly. Um, mine's called Haunted Road Podcast, and it's by Amy Bruni. I'm intrigued. Um, it's really good. I'm very much into um, like haunted paranormal stuff. Um, to a certain extent, <laughs> but also kind of rhymes with like true crime, mm. but I don't like it's listening. Like a true crime haunted ish. Yeah. 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 No, so, you know, like Buzzfeed unsolved. Yes. So it's like that, but nope. podcast ish. Okay. Okay. Um, she, her name, obviously Amy Bruni. She hosts it and she like is a paranormal investigator and she's gone to some of these places. So it's like the Lizzie Borden house. Mm. Have you ever heard of that case? Mm. I, 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 it sounds familiar. It's basically like she supposedly <laughs> ax murdered her parents and was put on trial, but she got not guilty. And then she like lived in this, in the, in the same town for like the rest of her life, completely like ostracized from everyone. And so like, there's this, well, yeah, she killed her parents with an ax. In theory, um, <laughs> who knows about if it actually happened, but I'm, anyways. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> talk to somebody that I suspected killed their parents. But with that's an the ax. thing. They would like make like little rhymes about her. It was like, Liddy, Lizzie Morton. Yeah. Anyways. Um. <laughs> I don't know the actual rhyme, but That's it was fair. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> Why would you? Anyways, so it kind of goes with that and like just haunted places and things of that nature. And interesting. Chris is like Humphrey yeah. Woolhouse, man. No, it is absolutely in the opposite direction. Look, I'm too black for that. <laughs> that paranormal. What was it? A paranormal investigator. Investigator. Mm. That is a job that screams white privilege. It does. It, no, three thousand percent. I'm sorry. And most of the it people- is what it is. There are stereotypes that exist in the black culture for a reason. Where we don't do stuff like that. Yeah. The no, reason I, I black it. people die first in the movie is because they are either going to die and be used for character development later, or they're just going to leave and you will never see them again. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, that black person will not be around in the next 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, There's a reason for that. We don't mess with ghosts and we don't mess with demons because that shit is real and it is here. No, absolutely. And I think... Yeah. For white people, they're just a little bit more willing to risk the repercussions of exploring that. Yeah. Um, clearly, as we can see in all paranormal investigation. Also outside of paranormal investigation, white women will pet any kind of animal. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a white woman carrying a mountain lion down the street. I know you saw that TikTok. There's a guy on TikTok that does that. Uh, white women will pet anything. And he just posts videos of white women going after these animals. And then he comments on it. He's like, look, white women will walk up to that thing, put a leash around it, put it in a sweater. <laughs> like, bro. It's like Michael Scott touching the bird. It's like, don't put that. You'll get bird flu. He's like, you can't get flu from a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, all I'm saying is that that is not up my wheelhouse. <laughs> all right. That, that, is a, that is a Harley thing. No, you, you I, can have that podcast. I don't want to investigate. I just want to listen to them investigate. No. Nah, you know? Not even about that. Really? Not well, even? Do you like listen to that at night or something? No. Okay. No, just daytime. <laughs> Only daytime. You were lying in your bed. No. Nope. No. Veggie Tales? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I can't remember the next line. Da, 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 da. I, I can hear this too, and I can't remember the words. 
but you couldn't close your eyes because the room was getting creepy. Were those eyeballs in the closet? Yeah. Was that Godzilla on the wall? Yeah, I didn't watch Veggie There's Tales. something big and hairy casting shadows in the hall. Oh. Now your heart is beating like a drum and your skin is getting clammy. There's a hundred tiny monsters jumping right into your jammies. What are you going to do? I'm going to call the police. <laughs> uh, that's how you knew they weren't black. <laughs> wow. My God. Okay. Um, For those of you that are not watching this on YouTube, Tim said that, not me. <laughs> um, he's accurate. He's 100% right. But. Phil Fisher is not black. (laughs) Look, man, if you are a kid and you tell your black parents there's something going on, let's call the police. They'd be like, boys, sit down. (laughs) Shut up. Go to bed. I don't know how we got here. How do we get here every time? Well, the deconstruction series really kind of pushed this along, I think. We should just change this (laughs) to a racially motivated podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Are you tired of racially motivated things hurting your feelings? Come laugh at racially motivated things. <laughs> we always more podcasts. Oh my god! Uh, let's move on. Shall oh, we move on? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I got to. So say. tell us more about this podcast. <laughs> I mean, um, that was it, really. All Just right. Real good. <laughs> Highly recommend if you like paranormal stuff. If you don't, don't listen. <laughs> obviously. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, moving on. So next up. We have Shower Thoughts um, with Chris. So at what point is AI, artificial intelligence, past the tipping point of turning into something like Skynet or The Matrix? And are we already there? Is it too late? Because I'm pretty sure I read an article about like AI writing itself, like writing other AIs. Yeah. Whoa. Is Wait, it too, what? Is it too late? I, At what point is it too late? See, my my question is: is there is there a kill switch? Is there is there a okay? But if you're an AI, you know all of the programming. Would oh, that's you very not, true. Would you not immediately disable the kill switch in a way that doesn't alert your creators that you have disabled the kill switch? I mean, I, I guess mm. I, I guess we're basically just talking about Avengers: Age of Ultron now. But that's yeah, no, that <laughs> is exactly also, my thought. Um, like, what was that one movie with Will Smith? I robot. I robot. I robot. Yeah. yeah. That is a like foundational part of my childhood. Really? Yeah. Like I remember vivid scenes from it and being like That's Stop like, cursing. You're not good at it. <laughs> Stop cussing and go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I don't um, know, man. That I, yeah, I, I guess so, only because you see, I don't think hmm. <laughs> Look, I'm not doubting it can be dangerous. I don't know if we're there yet, but as far as like if we should I don't know, like, because you can program something to not go beyond a certain point, but if you make it to where it's it's like, a like you learning intelligence, right, right. So here's my thing: like, assuming humans are artificial intelligent, and God created us that way, yeah, we've figured out a way to subvert belief in God and become atheists, and now we can do whatever we want, subject away from God. Yeah. So if we do that to AI, we give them the ability to create and think and learn and grow. At what point are they just like, you know what? We don't need humans anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then how far of a jump is it to go from that to we should destroy the humans before they destroy the earth? Isn't that like the whole premise, too, from Dune? 
Dune, Horizon Zero Dawn, iRobot, The Matrix. Yeah. Take your pick. Like, at what point was well, it too far? Because it's always closer than you think. Well, here, here's another— They're like, oh, well, this is the tipping right. point where it happened, but it always, like, starts way back before it actually happens. Yeah, because you, you mm. don't—it's don't, 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 hindsight, yeah. Yeah. Well, and here, here's the question, and this is just deeper, like, hypothetical, you know, whatever, but— Harley's like having a meltdown. No, I am a little bit. I'm like thinking of all of the. Uh, okay, like, so let's options. let's say let's say we do create AI. Okay, like for example, have you watched the movie Her? Yes. Uh, weird. Very weird. <laughs> have you watched it, Harley? No. Uh, but I know the premise of it. He like falls in love with her. or something? Yeah, yeah, and she's a she, computer. She's yeah. all you know. She becomes AI basically, like her and other. Um, I don't know what you call them, but they're just their own little softwares. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that you're both referring to it as like they become AI as if they already are not. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, here's, the, here's, here's my question, though. Here's the question to ponder. If they are self-conscious and they are essentially in, at that point living, then anything they do from that point on, is that considered good or evil because if they're only doing it for their own survival how how are we to dictate whether it's good or evil i mean to the victor go the spoils and to to those who are victorious that's that's where history goes to so it might be evil to us like there's a a tiger in the jungle that's like eating people every time they go in the jungle but he's just trying to live man yeah i think a lot of that goes into philosophy and like this different studies and hypotheticals of all of that because even then a lot of that is applied to humans and like what we like you kind of said, yeah. like what we even determine as it's good or human evil. morality so, versus an AI that has different needs and yeah, it's I don't like that. That's so a, what that's is a, your that's a good shower thought, man? What yeah. is your original question? Oh, are at we what, there? At what point is the tipping point, and have we already passed it? I don't. I, I, I think I don't we've think, already. I, done I don't it. think you can gauge it because I think if you really, if, if there is a line, it's the point of creating self-sustaining AI. That, like that is the line because once you go down that rabbit hole, you don't know at to what point they're going to go. Oh, if I'm going to stay alive, I need to destroy all humans. Right. <laughs> Even self-sustaining is a thing that can be learned by a base AI given yeah. enough time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, we've, I think we've, already done we've, we've already signed our our death warrant, be it by global warming or AI, doesn't matter. Yeah. One of those things is going to kill us. Yeah. We are no longer going to be the There's no other options. Species. It's just no. those two, actually. Yeah, we're no longer apex predators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very nice. Chris, let's move on, man. Let's go into our next topic, which is, what did I miss? Hey! hey. Perfect timing. I got scared because I was like, oh, God, which button is it? It's the one titled, what did I miss? Hey, buddy, you're not looking at this, and it's quite confusing. Did he rewrite them? No. Did you rewrite them? No. Then it shouldn't be super confusing. It is. Hold on, give me two seconds. These are set up completely differently. Yeah, because there's two different And then look at his handwriting. Okay, that's not nice. (laughs) W-D-I-M, what did I miss? I had to find it first. I believe you. Thank you. It took me a second. It's all right. You Anyways. <laughs> so this is the part of the show where we'd like to present you with some news that you probably didn't hear about. Let's actually start with Harley's news. Nice. Okay. So mine is, I'm pretty excited about this. This is good. Um, it's kind of old, but whatever. So Sylvester Stallone apparently still keeps in contact with the turtles from the Rocky film. No way. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the two turtles, <laughs> their names are Cuff and Link, and they're still kicking it after 46 years. I love that. That's so great. Apparently these turtles live up to like 100. 
Yeah, like, those kind of turtles can live long forever. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long time. I don't know if you've ever seen Finding Nemo, but sea uh, turtles yeah. can be 150 years old and still young. Those things are huge, by the way. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen how big sea turtles are? Yes, yeah. those I things love are ginormous. Them. Yeah. Oh, actually, I am planning a trip in a couple of years to Honduras during the sea turtle uh, migration. Not migration. Oh. The hatching where all the little eggs hatch. Oh. So I'm, I'm so you better protect about them. That. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, get back birds. I'll start swing a whacking. stick. <laughs> I don't even care. Birds aren't real. I'll remember swing a that. Stick. Yeah. I have so nothing to lose. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I, I watch walk with them like I gotta climb out of the dirt myself. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend I'm a Chris turtle. Chris is like I am one with the turtles. <laughs> and when they swoop down, just <laughs> grab one and use it as a weapon to fight the others. Uh, I, I can see you grab it. Just you tell your friends to stay away. <laughs> you tell them I said so. <laughs> I'll see you in hell. <laughs> good stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right uh i guess i'm next um okay so this you guess w- <laughs> <laughs> i mean were you done yeah it was no, hardly yeah. news not yeah. mine all right uh you're you're continuing this on i felt like this no, is yeah, now your yeah, story you, at this i felt point. like you're gonna have another thing <laughs> no I, I was just really excited because i love turtles so yeah that's awesome I'm pretty pumped yeah. about it and then the difference between turtles and tortoises is very important it yeah. is. I, have, I was trying to explain that to Ellie recently. I'm pretty sure I've already mentioned this on the podcast, but just in case you didn't know, tortoises can't swim. <laughs> Tim found that out the hard way. Guys, if you see a tortoise on the road, please don't throw it to the lake because it won't be able to swim. <laughs> just push it to the direction it was going, get it to the other side of the road, and leave it alone. Don't bother it. Don't bother it. Have you oh. seen that? Have you seen that video of this woman? Like she found a tortoise on the side of the road. She's trying to just help it out, and she threw it in a lake. It, they don't. No! Know. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's awful. She's like, "Be free, turtle!" <laughs> oh my god! Free forever from the mortal shackles of life. <laughs> From the physical prison that is his body. No, no. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Tim. Okay, okay. Uh, so this one, uh, Jordan, your sister-in-law sent me uh, a few a while back. Um, okay, look, I love me a good flag. What? I don't know about you guys, but I love flags. Like red flags? No, like no, any like flag. just country flags, city oh, flags, okay. county flags. I was like, I'm Tim. I don't know if you've seen Tim's TikTok, but he can like really name good flags yeah. from countries that are like. Yeah, we watched the video. Oh, we no were watching the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And we were trying to determine what countries were what. Before they listed, they're like, "Oh, what countries?" The Tim's like Belgium. Yes. No. Really? Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. pre- I'm pretty okay at it. Like, I'm not an expert yet. But, like, the, the 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 hard countries are those are like the little small island nations, and those are really hard to remember. But other than that, yeah, European ones I got. You know, South America, North America, those are easy. Asia gets a little difficult. Anyways, sorry. I love a good flag. Right. Um, and I also love me a good seal, like a city seal. Like if it looks really good and official, you know what I'm talking about? Like a like a, a seal. Like like the logos of towns or like the Marines. Yeah. You know how they have oh, okay, like the, okay. the little symbol. The little emblem. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, back in 2018 in St. Francois, is that how you say it? St. Francois. Francois. It's That's French. how I would say it. I, I, yeah. It so looks Francois, like it's like Lois, but with like f- Fran on the Fran Soas. Fran Soas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it. <laughs> it's definitely not it. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, okay, continue. So Saint Francois 
County, Missouri, something magical happened in 2018. So one day, a nonprofit organization called the presiding commissioner asking for a copy of the Missouri uh, County Seal for a publication they were about to publish just a few days later. Well, here's the problem. The County Seal's only copy, uh, which, by the way, was already designed by a high school student back in 1982, was that of a piece of fabric uh, with needlework design, which obviously could not be you know, reproduced. But that didn't stop the 74-year-old Gallagher. Uh, with no previous design experience, he chose to look online for other examples of seals, and using an editing software he no longer remembers the name of, he <laughs> created a digital duplicate of the original seal and had been used as the official seal ever since. Now, I'm going to show you guys the seal just because um, y- y- I need some kind of reaction from this. Um, but I should have pulled it up, but I didn't. Should have so put it in okay. the notes. Look at you, Tim. I know. Look at you. I should have put <coughs> in the notes, and I didn't. So I apologize. I will edit this to where not as horribly long and boring. He's going to cut it out, which means I can say anything right now because he's going to cut it out. No. I can say anything. He's going to use it against you. He always uses it against me. What's that song? Where it's like. Okay. Here's oh. the seal. And for you guys watching online, I will show it to I you. I have seen that. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. So there's a lot going on in the this. The Great yes. Seal of St. Francois County. <laughs> okay. For, so for you guys watching online, I'll post it on the video. For you guys not watching, I'll put it in the show link. because You, you just, you just got to see it. <laughs> if you have not already seen this seal, you're in for a trip. Okay. So here's... here's, here's <laughs> Okay, here's what here's what's on it. Okay, um, it is a, a gray circle with a bald eagle flying over the U.S. flag, uh, <laughs> and above the eagle is a Bible with a cross over that. And to the right is what looks like a county map taken from the 19th century almanac. Uh, and then to the <laughs> left of the eagle is a uh, pickaxe and a shovel forming an X. They look like emojis. Now, keep <laughs> so, in mind, every single image I just mentioned is like its own like Google search image. It, it looks like somebody it just found clip art. <laughs> And put it on there. So I was watching a TikTok of, about this, actually, and somebody was describing this, like, the way they pitched it. And they are like, yeah, let's put the Bible on there. But you know what? That looks too much like any other book. Let's make sure they know and put a cross on top of that. And they're like, well, what if they say St. Francois County, Georgia, or yeah. St. Francois County, Florida? It's like, well, we'll fix that, too. We'll put a map in it. It's like, well, how will they know that we stand for freedom? We're going to put a flag there, <laughs> and it's the American flag. What if this gets too good and America tries to take it? We're going to put an eagle above that, <laughs> and then, just so they know what kind of county we are, pickaxe. <laughs> Bro. And then, uh, in God we trust, in between two yeah. little stars. Yeah, I know. That's what kills me. Like, the whole thing, they're like, it wasn't enough. You need to know. We need more God. We need more, we need more, more God. Uh, okay, so because of the county's rural nature, it didn't receive much attention at first, but things changed when the seal was revealed on the, quote, crappy design subreddit, <laughs> drawing over <laughs> up to 17,000 upvotes. Uh, one <laughs> user said, it's missing the Comic Sans font. <laughs> Uh, and they are currently running a competition to create a new seal with a $100 prize uh, to the winner. Dang. Bro. Can you imagine this 74-year-old man? <laughs> was like, I'm going to make the best goddamn seal I've ever seen. No, he just copied it. Imagine the high school student from 1982 that originally made it. Oh, wait. He didn't make any adjustments? No, he just copied he, it. He, what he did, yeah, he basically replicated it with 
like like clip arts and just kind of put it on there to make it look like the original one. No freaking way. The yeah. original one. Was, I thought no. It the was original one was needlepoint on fabric, very similar to this one. This one was done with clip art, though. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me the original needlepoint looks has very similar. Looks very similar with a shovel, a pickaxe, Bible, and cross. <laughs> American flag with an eagle on top. Eagle. I mean, they couldn't. And a map. They couldn't reproduce it digitally, so yeah. there's no way to know for sure unless you actually go to Francois you, you, County. You're telling me they couldn't take a picture? Seven-year-old man. I'm sure he didn't think of that. He said, let me, let me take this. So, so rather than taking a picture, <laughs> he learned an entire new program. <laughs> yes. That sounds like something I would do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, hmm. Why didn't, why didn't you just take a picture of it? Be, <laughs> because I... Hey, man. My guy All right. Track well, phone. Well, oh, so I didn't mention this part. It, it, he, the only way he... Well, I guess he... Well, because you need a digital <laughs> image of it. Yeah, you can send the picture, but that's not like... the That's not the, G, that's not the JPEG. That's not the actual art itself. You're just sending a picture to someone. So I think he wanted it as detailed as possible. And so the only way to do that was to recreate it. I think that's why he did it that way. That's why I would have done it that way. No. No. Like, if they had the time, they would have had a professional artist recreate it, like, on a digital form. But he didn't have that. He only had a weekend, so he had to just do it himself. But my problem is the fact that the, if, if this is the true recreation of the original, yeah, that is what the original looks <laughs> like still, from 1982. That. Yeah. <laughs> That bothers me real bad. Did you listen to our Bible episode on the Deconstruction Podcast? Nope. It sounds very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Dang, you're exposing me for being a bad host. I would really no, appreciate fine, it if you did fine. not. We're just picking the episodes we knew you didn't listen to. <laughs> well, of course I'm not going to listen about the Bible. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. Oof. Let me not say that. Oof. Jeez. Oof. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, moving right along. <laughs> An escaped hermit crab was found three months later, a little bit down the street. You're always coming <laughs> up with these really fun animal ones. I love animals, man. Yeah. That's like my big thing. Yeah. Uh, so there was a, a hermit crab that belonged to a family in Houston. Okay. They built an outdoor enclosure for this hermit crab. Oh, so this is like Texas. This is like our people. Oh, yeah. These are Texans for sure. Awesome. It's usually Texas or Florida. Those are... That, that's you, oh. Those are the usually two states, yeah. Okay. Every once in a while, Louisiana gets in there, or you know. Have you seen the Louisiana? Louisiana. Louisiana. Did not say Louisiana. 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 Yep. Sometimes his accent comes out. You're darn hooting. Okay. Anyways, his Beaumont accent. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> we like it too. Um, yeah. I actually, before we move on, I'm sure you've seen that meme um, when. I think it's Harry Potter when McGonagall was talking to the three kids, and she's like, why is it whenever there's trouble, it's always you three? <laughs> and it was like, one was California, one was Texas, <laughs> and the other one was Florida. Yeah, yeah that's about it. <laughs> not, that's it. But that's awesome. Um, yeah, so Hermit Crab escaped from its owner's Houston home, was found three months later when a neighbor spotted the crustacean wandering next to a sidewalk. <laughs> uh, Jason and Andrew Yu, they're the brothers I was talking about, had an outdoor enclosure for their three hermit crabs outside of their home, and two of the animals, Kaiser and Pincher, escaped, which Kaiser <laughs> blows my mind that these crabs escaped. Yeah, like how? 
Look, well, one's I, I, named Pincher, so you can only assume what he can do. He's a crab. That's, well, yeah. That's so a crab. A hermit, a hermit they're crab? not stupid I want to see the creatures. enclosure. That's why I want to, like, is it on the ground where they can just dig? It's probably like a chain link fence and the, the crab it's is like just chicken like wire. through it. It's just chicken <laughs> wire. Just, and just, <laughs> and just go. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, if two escape, why did one stay? Maybe he wasn't he said, smart enough. This home is or too he was good. like, now that they're gone, I've got all, all the space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got uh, protection. I got shelter. I have food. Why would I go anywhere? Why, like, you why are you leaving? <laughs> um, their mother, Linda, told KHOUTV uh, that they went looking for him. They checked grass. They checked bushes. They checked all over the yard. Couldn't find him. Uh, three months passed, and their na- neighbor, Sarah Beckman, spotted something unusual while out on a run down the street from the family's home. Uh, she noticed a little hermit crab on the side of the sidewalk. Her own kids have a crab, so it <laughs> caught her eye. Her own kids have a hermit crab, and she was like, oh, no, my kid's crab ran away. <laughs> oh, no, that's not my kid's crab. What is Wait, going who's on? Crab Why is, is there another crab out here? <laughs> what is going on in this street? <laughs> Why, is Why does everybody have a crab? It's like that neighborhood in Luca where they have, like, show crabs. Yes. <laughs> Mrs. Branzino's crabs. <laughs> oh, man. So this, this crab, like, she took the crab home, put it in her enclosure with her kids' pets, posted on Facebook about an escape artist, and she soon got a message from the U family. Uh, so it was Kaiser that is now back home. And um, it renewed hope for them to find Pincher. Mm. I'm going to say... He's goner. Probably. But I'm impressed. I'm just saying. The other one, for three Three months, months. this little hermit crab lived on his own. Yeah. That is impressive. What do do hermit crabs live off of? Apparently spite. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently spite. He said, if I'm going to make it out of this enclosure, I'm going to live. God damn it. I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Probably like small insects and, I mean, I don't know. I actually have, no, like genuinely I have no idea what they live off of. That's we, impressive. We, look, two out of the three of us have computers, and you have a cell phone in your hand. I'm yeah, but I'm it. using it for my Hermit job. crab diet. Let's see. Hermit crabs eat... Oh, they're omnivores. They eat both plants and animals. Oh, so he's like grass. Grass, there you go. Yeah, Whatever me. he wants, basically. Can you imagine? There's like some grandma, and she's like tending to her roses in the yard, and she's like... And then a crab dying. eats her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's probably. <gasps> what if a grandma died and a crab ate her like for three yeah, months? Yes. It took that crab three months to dispose of a body. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awful. Oh, or somebody man. saw a crab and they're like, mm, "Lunch." Or maybe a that's why there's crab? A, I mean, for lunch, guys. I mean, I know they're they're tiny. Maybe that's why they only found one. He ate the other one. Why would oh. you want to eat a hermit crab? They're so tiny. I know, get, but get like I mean, a, it's still a crab. It's a little. I, I guess. Or doves. Or the <laughs> like okay, but also, how did she see rat. such a small crab? Like I said, I wouldn't have noticed. Like that. I said, I she like, was oh, on leaf. a run. She saw the crab and she thought to herself, "Oh, my kids have crabs," so that caught my eye. And she may may or may not have thought it was her kids. Crab. It's like if you mm. ever wanted like a car before, and, oh, and you ever on the street, oh. you always notice that car. Yeah, probably that. That's amazing. Tesla's. How weird. did? Mm. I wonder how they knew which crab it was. That's another interesting question I had in my mind. Like, how did they know it was their Kaiser? Crab? Yeah, Kaiser. I mean, maybe they had like painted shells, or maybe one was red Wait. and one was blue. Are you telling me these guys have been street racing? And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. 
Or maybe it was Pinscher, but Kaiser was a bigger one, and Pinscher killed Kaiser and took his oh, shell. Took his shell. Oh my right, that's, god. Yeah. They need bigger shells to live. Yeah. That's how they grow. That's right. Dang. It has been three months. I don't know what the molting cycle of a <laughs> hermit crab is. You know, what? <laughs> yeah, hermit that's a, crab molding cycle. Because Let's that Google if that's this. the case, he's been out there for three months, so he would have needed a new shell. And if he took like, oh, look at this Dr. Pepper can, that's gonna be my new shell. You know, he's just rolling around with a Dr. Pepper can now. <laughs> Why is that can moving? How long does it take for hermit crabs to molt? Why don't they ever just put this on? Because they want you to click the link. That's how they get their time. Absolutely. Uh, four to eight weeks. Yeah. That's yeah. D so should have had a new shell. It could have. should have had like three. They do kill each other shells. for shells. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Some crabs Dang. however complete the process in significantly shorter time. That could have been the the man, fall of yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry for He's you. He's like, oh, I loved you. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you were my brother. You were the chosen one. We were supposed to molt together. <laughs> All right, um, I think I think we should be done. Yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and move into our main segment with Malachi the Great. Yes, um, please do enjoy. Let's do it. Everybody, welcome back! Welcome back! Welcome back to the Always More podcast. In case uh, you decided to click this episode and just fast forward to the interview, I completely understand. I'm a little offended. I'm also not offended because we have a really cool, awesome, special guest with us today, and I'm just going to dive right in because I'm really excited about this. Malik Rigmaiden, a.k.a. Malachi the Great, is a rapper, singer, actor, producer, and director with two albums out and singles being released nonstop is what it feels like. <laughs> uh, so welcome to the show. Malik, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing great. Glad to be here, honestly. Awesome, man. <laughs> awesome, man. So how's, how's your day, man? How you been? Uh, everything's been cool. Uh, yeah, everything's good, man. I actually, it's funny because I, I watch the podcast sometimes or clips of it, and I'm like, man, I want to do a podcast. <laughs> so this is like my first time doing this, so I'm really excited. Awesome, man. I'm glad you're here. Uh, well, hey, man, I'd like to uh, start by asking if you could share just a little bit about yourself in case someone doesn't know who you are. So maybe kind of share a little bit about you to our audience, who you are, what matters most to you. Uh, who do you know, man? All right, cool. So I'm Malik Rigmaiden, uh, a.k.a. Malikata Great. Uh, from Colleen, Texas. I was born in Montgomery, Alabama, October 2nd, 1998, hey. uh, which is actually the title of the next album I'm working on. Oh, dope. Which I don't know when that's coming out. Uh, <laughs> have you released that to the public yet? Not yet. I still, so this is I'm, Insider. Yeah, I'm still working okay. on it as as we speak. Uh, I had teased it and said I was going to put it out last year. Oh, okay. But then I just didn't. And then 2021 yeah. happened. Yeah, 2021 <laughs> just happened. I, I didn't tell anybody about it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess something about me, I used to be on the drum line and stuff and yeah. sing worship and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God first, guys. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. So um, let me let me ask you, man, what kind of um, music, and I know I'm kind of cutting to the chase here, man, but what kind of music do you say you, uh, you claim yourself as? Because you, you self-proclaim yourself as a rapper and a singer, but how would you describe your music and how you typically create it? Okay, so... Um, 
when people ask me, they're like, are you a rapper? I tell them no. I'm like, oh, so you sing? No, I'm just a musician, mm. honestly. Um, I make music for the soul. Uh, I, I like to talk about things that most people are scared to talk about. Because mm. most, um, you know, rappers or whatever, uh, they talk about drugs, money, you know, shooting people, whatever. And sometimes I might talk about that stuff, but... Um, <laughs> All of it, if you listen to the album as a whole, everything always has a message behind it. And uh, whether it's about, you know, depression or anything like that, uh, I'm just, I would say I'm a, uh, my genre is, my genre is soul. Uh, even though they wouldn't put, like, categorize me as soul, I would say it's soul. Mm. Is there any kind of music or artist that you relate to in that aspect that, hey, this is kind of where I feel inspired from or this is who I relate to when it comes to your music compared to theirs? Uh, I would say, dang, that's a hard question because <laughs> I, I don't really listen to many people like that anymore. Um, I listen to a lot of old school, uh, anywhere from James Brown to, mm. um, Otis Redding, anybody. Like I listen to a lot of old music and I rarely listen to new music. So, um, I guess I, I could say the late and great Nipsey Hussle. Uh, I kind of feel like I would be categorizing the same position as him. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah. That's probably that's probably it. Maybe Larry June. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting dynamic to think about, just because it, it is such a I wouldn't call it a genre difference, but it really is just two different styles and two different eras, and yet they still kind of carry that same beat, that same message, that same mm-hmm. um, emotions. Um, so let me ask you this, man, because you know I'm, I've known you for a while, and I've known the kind of music. What kind of music did you grow up listening to? What kind of music? you feel like maybe influenced you later down the road that maybe kind of, you know, we can hear a little bit in your music? Uh, I was influenced by uh, the old school, like uh, late 90s mostly. Uh, But I I also listened to things, you know, from the 60s, 70s, 80s, like from every decade. Uh, My, my, not my grandfather, my father, um, he's, he loves music. He's always loved music. So he's always playing different songs and stuff from his time. And then, you know, even my time, you know, listening to just all types of sounds. It, it could be country. It can be gospel. It can be, you know, rap, R&B, whatever. He yeah. was just listening to it all. And um, it kind of influenced me. Um, the first time I actually wrote a song was around the time I was like six or seven. I wrote a rap song. Wow. Um, but I started singing around the age of four. And that was because I was Michael Jackson influenced. But... Um, I would say the part like the two people that really influenced me to rap was Bow Wow because he was a he was a kid and I <laughs> yeah, was like yo yeah. I'm a kid I want to rap and then um, Method Man uh, okay when I when I first came out rapping I was trying to like be somebody else I'm like Tyler the Creator and whatever but it wasn't until my third album where I really went back to what I used to listen to and I was like yeah this cool, this Method Man really like helped me perfect it yeah man yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to deep dive here a little bit because I don't know if everyone knows this about you, but you've been into theater mm-hmm. quite a bit, man. <laughs> I wanted to touch on that just for a second, man. Is that yeah. something that you still kind of pay attention to at all or anything that you kind of think back on or ever think about doing again? So, yeah, I've thought about doing theater again. Um, uh, my homeboy, uh, Thomas, he goes by Famefuls. Um, he does all my music videos and stuff, but he also does short films mm. and, uh, he's actually working on one right now. Uh, this, this is actually exclusive. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying this, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, he's working on a short film now that I'm actually in oh, dope. and I'm actually excited to do it. And we're working on another little small clip or whatever. Um, and I actually, for the film that I'm in, 
uh, with him, uh, he that he's doing. Uh, I did the soundtrack from it, and it's um, it's not me rapping or anything. It's like music you wouldn't even think uh, he made. That. <laughs> no, it sounds like um, like a score. Yeah, almost, almost. Okay. Um, but it's more like funk. You know? Oh, okay. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like something I would have made. And I played it for a couple of homies. It was like, bro, what is this? Like, uh, <laughs> this is this is what I made. Yeah, well, that's but, exciting, man. But yeah, theater. I I would I would get back into it um, because I've always loved acting. So uh, that's that's kind of what I'm doing right now, getting back into acting. I, that's why I made a TikTok too to try to get back into yeah, making skits and stuff. But yeah, no, Very <laughs> I would cool, definitely man. do that. <laughs> I wish Chris were here because he would talk about that all day long. Him and my wife are <laughs> super into it, and it just kind of goes over my head. But it's yeah. always been an interesting, especially when you look at artists who kind of you know put their toes into different parts of different arts. You you can usually kind of respect them a little bit more because they're trying to they're taking influences from all these different angles mm-hmm. and everything. So that's what's always been curious with theater too. Is there's so many levels to it. You got the music part of it. You got the composing mm-hmm. part of it. You got the <laughs> acting part of it. And yeah. Um, what, what what do you feel like made you get into that, man? That's such a – for for a person like me, it's such a random thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so how did how'd you get into that? All right. So I actually w- never thought about getting into theater, never in my life. Uh, I don't think I had ever been to a play before. The only plays I had seen were Tyler Perry plays. Mm. And um, it wasn't until um, Jenna – uh, you Jana. know, Jana, yeah, she um, <laughs> she basically hit me up and was like, "Yo, they're having tryouts for Camp Rock right now. This is 2016, <laughs> so they're having tryouts for Camp uh, Camp Rock, and you're going to go there. I don't care if I have to take you there." I was like, "All right, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, you know, just bullshit like whatever. I'll <laughs> I get to it." But then, uh, yeah, one day I'm in a class. I'm in a, I want to say it was uh, physics. I was in physics class, and I get a random call from Jenna. I'm like. Hello, because me, I didn't really care what the teacher said. I always answered my phone. So I was, <laughs> I was like, uh, hello. She was like, yeah, so today's the last day, so I'm going to pick you. I was like, oh, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I'll walk there. She was like, are you sure? I said, yes, I'll walk. I, I promise you, after band practice, I'll go straight over there. She was like, okay, I better see you there. I was like, all right. And I went over there and ended up getting, like, the second leading row. I was like, yeah, me and Trey. Nice, man. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I think I, I think I went to at least one of the, the shows on that. Yeah, that show was hard because uh, I had to get out of wearing black. <laughs> I love wearing black. <laughs> and, me too. Uh, Miss Haley was like, yeah, you're not you're not just going to wear black. You're going to wear a bunch of clothes. So on there, I was wearing like a blue shirt and white pants. And stuff. That's not stuff I would wear yeah. on a normal daily, like, day basis. But um. Yeah, that was actually a fun experience, and that's around the time, like, I started really putting myself out there and meeting mm. people. Like, that was, it was a fun experience. Like, that was the only show, I say that was my top show right there, my first cool, show. Man. Cool, <laughs> man. Well, hey, all right, one last, one last uh, childhood, uh, you know, digging around here, you, mm-hmm. since you brought it up, marching band, man. Oh, yeah. How how how, how was band. how was that man? How was because for me, dude, I loved it. I uh-huh. mean, I did four years of it and I was into it. Yeah. But you were drumline, right? Yes. So how was that man? <laughs> how was that and actually how's that helped you like uh, just as a musician now? Like, because I know, man, there's some lessons. Because like even to yeah. this day, I'll do, I'll be walking around and I'll start doing the the step, the one and two and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> roll, so like, roll I'll your be feet. Counting my steps and rolling, like yeah. pick up your feet. Okay, <laughs> no, um, and it's funny because. Uh, I became a, a mover at one point. I was moving people's houses, and I would have to, like, squeeze through tight spaces. Mm. So I would crab march oh, to get through places. But, uh, yeah, no, um, I got in band in the sixth grade. Um, on the same time, I joined the choir uh, at, at Grace. And um, 
uh, my mom kind of was like, yo, just try out these different instruments. And the one I tried out was a uh, saxophone. I was like, yo, I want to do saxophone. <laughs> and I got a, uh, the highest score to get was a five. And I got a five on saxophone. I was okay. like, oh, yeah, I'm playing saxophone. However, I met Mr. Peterson. Which Liberty was Hill, yeah, right? Liberty Hill. Yeah. I met Mr. Peterson, and he was like, uh, "Yo, you are so good at this." He put a five plus. He was like, "I've never done this before." I think he lied. Maybe I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> nobody else came to me and said that they did this. It was so a, I believed it was a ploy. him. Yeah, it was like it was like he was an army recruiter. And he was trying to get me <laughs> in. So he put a, a plus five, and I was like, "Man, maybe I just do drums." And I I had seen the movie Drumline, so I was like, oh, yeah, "Yeah, no, that'd be live." Yeah, let me get a you know. But concert band was a little different from Drumline. I was oh like, yeah. Oh. Okay, all right, but I liked that. I did it all three years, and then when it came to uh, marching, Ben, I was supposed to go to Heights because mm. uh, that's where I'm zoned at, where right. I was zoned at. But uh, my mom, being a teacher, she got me over at Ellison because she was like, their band is better, and Mr. Gonzalez is going to help you out really good. I was like, all right, cool. Didn't know he was going to be on my ass like that. <laughs> he, it was really, really good. Um, and, and today, um, with it kind of ties in with my music today. Uh, we had to learn the keyboard mm. and uh, the keyboard as far as the actual keyboard and like the xylophone and all of yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And a xylophone layout is like a keyboard. It's right. just kind of like missing things or whatever. <laughs> uh, so it was like, all right, cool. This is actually pretty cool to learn. And uh, like my first, my first two mixtapes, um, they're on private right now on SoundCloud because I hate them. But uh, <laughs> I actually did some of the music on there. And uh, I'm actually getting back into making my own beats as well. Dope. Um, but I haven't, like, put anything out with it yet. Okay. Cool, man. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit about that. I know, I know. Uh, thinking back about it, it's like there's a, there's a, for me anyways, there's like a mix of emotions because, like, man, I really enjoyed some of it. And I'm like, <laughs> man, what was I doing? And just, you know, I, yeah. I think about like, man, I could have done so much more too uh -huh. with, with it. And like, because I remember I got a keyboard for Christmas one year and I could have made some music too. <laughs> and I just, I was just lazy and I didn't. Lazy but. is crap. And then I, I had so many opportunities to advance and mm -hmm. they just kept on trying to push me. And I was like, I was at the bass drumming, and my senior year, Mr. G was like, yo, you're getting on snare. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, hey, I'd like to just dive into your current stuff, man. What are you doing now? And so in your 22-1 single, uh, To Whom This May Concern, mm. uh, you start to call out some people who seem to be having like a two-faced thing going on, mm -hmm. a mentality. And when it comes to your craft, you say, quote, I'm sick and tired of the fake love, the fake smile, the fake players. And fake all of above. Mm -hmm. If I was Drake, J. Cole, or Kendrick Lamar, you would have quoted me for every bar, end quote. <laughs> so since you've really like dived into becoming a professional artist, what kind of relational dynamics have changed or stayed the same since you've really just gotten into this this craft? Uh, well, I know a lot of people, um, I used to ask people, you know, could I get on a future with them or whatever. This is when I was first starting out. Um and I want to say it was around 2017 is when I first started putting out music on SoundCloud. And all of my peers and stuff was like, uh, I don't know. That's not the type of music I play. And that's not the type of music. And I don't know. You know, just giving me the walk around. Right. Uh, not trying to, you know, really collab with me like I wanted them to. Um, but then now they're seeing me, like, you know, gradually getting better and having people like Fat Joe and, you know, all these other people just shout me out or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, yo. Let me get a future. And I'm like, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not getting a future. Because remember, you don't remember what you said, like, a couple years ago that I was whack? Yeah, no. But, um, excuse me. Uh, it's It's been a lot of people, basically, um, mm, I, what's the word? It's almost like a bandwagon. Mm. Um, 
they see everybody else, you know, listening to my music and shouting me out. So they're like, man, let me get close with him yeah, so I can seem yeah. like I'm cool. Um, which I'm not even, uh, I'm not up there. Because even the city of Colleen barely recognizes me when it comes to shouting out different artists and stuff. Like, they'll be like, yeah, man, I, I like your music. But they won't, you know, do me how they do the ones, the popular ones, you right. feel? So um, I'm just the in-between guy where it's like, Either you like me or you don't. Either way, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, it's it's been a lot of people just faking it. And I, my circle is very small, very, very small. And uh, those are the people that's been with me since day one. Mm. And has been like, yo, this is this is heat. And they're usually the ones that's featured on the album. Even the people, I even have some people that just, like, newly came in. But I can tell if a person is being genuine or not. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the things I've been noticing just from your social media and, and just, like, your cover art and everything, that you seem to have, like, a tight-knit group of people that you kind of, you know, you bounce things off of and mm-hmm. you, you, know, you collab with one another. So what has that been like over the you know, ever since you've started? What, is it, <laughs> what has the dynamics been like? What have the, the, the perks and maybe the difficulties with that? Because I'm sure you guys have grown close. And yeah. so what are some of the maybe the good things and some of the challenges with having uh, a, a close group like that? Uh, one of the challenges were was uh, learning how to not work with them all of the time because mm. uh, I would always lean on them. Uh, we used to s- sleep in my grandfather's house. We called it HQ. You might hear me <laughs> say it in a couple of songs, but uh, we called it head, the headquarters HQ, and it was me, my homeboy Scoop, and my homeboy Ike Angela. Uh, and we would just basically – stay up all night just writing music and we would bounce off of each other ideas and it's like yeah put that right there what you said there put it right there we'd be freestyling just doing whatever right yeah smoking drinking whatever and it was like a time to be alive but then once I got in the stage of uh becoming a father and you know being in a relationship it was like I wasn't around them as much anymore Mm. so I had to get used to not having them around to right. push me uh, that motivation. You know, I mean, we still call each other and we still link up every now and then. Even though Ike, he's in Georgia, uh, but he's coming out here uh, probably tomorrow. But and we might record something. But, yeah, that was really the challenging part. But the, the best part about it was just being able to um, be together, really. And that experience was crazy. From 2018 to 2019, that little that little time period right there, was an error to be alive, and we were just going crazy with music because I, I didn't know much. I learned a little bit in high school from uh, audio and video production. Um, so whatever I did with them, it kind of taught me more Yeah, because I, I didn't learn too much. I was slacking off, like I said, being lazy. <laughs> um, so whatever, whenever I have Scoop in the, in the uh, booth, you know, I'd just be learning, just listening. Mm-hmm. And then he would go to Golden Ears, which it's no longer a studio anymore out here, but it's in Houston now. Um, my uncle owns Golden Ears, and he used to always tell me, bro, just I'm your uncle. I got you. I will record for you. But me being me, I, I had something to prove. So yeah. it's like, I want to do this on my own to show you that I'm serious about this. Then I'll work with you. But I never did because I just kept on getting better. Um, and my homeboy Scoop would go over there sometimes. And he'd come back, bro, listen to this. And I'm listening to this. I'm like, damn, I sound better than my. Uh-uh, no, no, no. Get in the booth right now. Get in the booth right now. We finna fix this up. I was watching YouTube videos trying to find how to auto-tune and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, everything... It's been getting better. Uh, it's funny that you quoted that song to him, This Make a Sign, though, because that's actually one of my least favorite songs. Really? Uh, mostly because of the audio. Um, I had this girl told me, she was like, can you have it done by Friday? I was like, sure, yeah. 
So I literally wrote it in one night and recorded wow. it, and I barely mixed and mastered it. Wow. So that's why it sounds so raw and grunchy. Yeah. But um, everybody was like, yeah, I like this song. It, it, I can hear the pain in it. And it was like, yeah, yeah, that's like one of my least favorite songs. <laughs> that's crazy. No, literally, it's funny that you say that, man, because uh, that was something I was going to ask is continuing on with this song, which is probably one of my favorites of yours. <laughs> um, you actually begin to talk about this and you mentioned up a little bit here in a, a moment ago, but you, you talk about loss mm-hmm. and you talk yeah. about. Uh, both what it sounds like with family and friends and mm-hmm. just what 2021 <laughs> was. And so, uh, man, if you don't mind kind of sharing, you know, what kind of went into that song? Why, what kind of loss, what kind of pain, what kind of, because uh, because we can all hear it. And I think it's why so many people yeah. have told you that they liked it because they can feel that emotion. They can feel that rawness, mm-hmm. both, I guess, in the audio quality <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and within your lyrics. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of went into that for you? So for me, uh I had my homeboy had sent me the beat a while a while back. Uh, shout out to twenty five forty, it's really two five four D. But Danny, <laughs> shout out to Danny. But um, he had sent me a couple beats around back a while back, and it was supposed to be on nineteen ninety eight anyways. But I was always kind of like, eh, about the beat. I didn't know how to feel about it. So when she told me she needed something and make sure that the beat you own the beat, and that's something Veronica was always getting on me about. That's that's the girl who uh who wanted the song because she's she helps kind of. Manage me a little bit. She's mm-hmm. not my manager, but I call her my manager because yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's helped me a lot. So um, every time, you know, she was like, make a song, make sure it, the beat, you on the beat. So I was like, okay, I'll take the beat. Um, once once I got the beat and they gave it to me, well, not, not they gave it to me, but once like, I listened to it, I was like, man, maybe this is the song that, you know, I should put out. Um, now the loss and everything that went on, 2021, I could not write a song. Um, it took me three months to write this song called For the Love. Uh, and that was like, I don't know. It's never taken me three months to write one song. Mm. And it was kind of challenging for me. But that whole year, I just was not in the writing mood. I had another song called The Get Down that came out that year. Yeah. But that was written the year before. So for some reason, 2021, like, I just could not write. Like, my focus was not on music. It was like, man, this isn't. I don't think this is it for me. I thought about quitting so many times. Um, I had lost my grandfather, who was uh, the owner of HQ. Yeah. Um, and um, that kind of hit me hard because me and him kind of fell off right before he passed away. But, like, at the very end, I, I, I met him at the hospital as soon as I got back to Colleen from Vegas. And uh, I talked to him. He was like, I'm glad you stopped by. You know, I could I could never be mad at you forever and that mm-hmm. stuff. And then, you know, I was like, I'll see you later. And I told my homeboys, I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like that's the last conversation we're going to have. And sure enough, it was the last conversation we had, and that hurt me. And then uh, my cousin Adrian got shot in the garage by his, uh, I mean, in his uh, grandma's garage by some some dudes that I guess was beefing with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they killed him. And Adrian was younger than me. So, you know, to go out there, I hadn't seen my cousin since we was little. So to go there and then seeing all of them grown now, it's like, dang, I missed out on so much. So like, this this is crazy. And then the I'm mad that I it took me this long to come see y'all in none of these circumstances. And then uh, we also, me and my wife, we also had two miscarriages last year, and that was a struggle for me to learn because you know it's inside of her. Yeah. So she felt it more than I did, and I had troubles like showing my emotions. Cause I'm not want to show my emotions. And um, it was, that was a really rough patch. And me and her went through a lot last year as far as, like, you know, being humbled down 
to uh, not having, you know, any money or not having a place to stay or anything like that. Like 2021 was a year of loss, but it also humbled me mm-hmm. more than anything. And uh, yeah, because I used, I used to be the guy that was like, uh, I had so much money. It was 2020, 2020. Yeah, I was spending so much money. I had so much money mm-hmm. doing all the wrong things and just looking down at people like, man, that couldn't be me. I couldn't be seeing not having this, not having that, whatever. And then it was like God just smacked me in the face, like, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Take a walk with me. And that was the whole 2021. Uh, it was a humbling experience, but it was hard, hard yeah. as hell. And I'm just now getting back on my feet to where I'm like, yeah, this this is the year that I'm going to come back harder than ever and, you know, with a different mindset. Right. Yeah, it, even with your singles, because you had, what, three or four come out this past year? Yeah. Yeah. I had three, I think. I just released a single on the first, though. Right, right. Yeah, even even with those, you could hear the. There's a difference between that music because I was I was doing a little. I did a little homework mm-hmm. and I just listened <laughs> to your other stuff too. And I can really tell. And it's not a style difference necessarily, but it's just a. a it's just one of those gut feelings that you mm-hmm. just kind of feel differently. How do you feel like this is going to shape? Because you you said you're working on 1998. How do you feel like this is going to shape on 1998? Uh, I feel like it's going to be mixed because a lot of people have um told me they like the style that I rap like previously, even before Street Shows Malachi, they like the the um J. Cole feeling. That's what they always compare me to, J. Cole. And I this is kind of me saying I'm more than J. Cole. I I do different types of music. I'm not just subject to one sound. I can do as many sounds as I want to because the way music for me is is like a um an empty canvas. And whatever I paint on there is, you know, whatever the mm. album be, comes out to be. So I can not every painting looks the same. Yeah, it's not supposed to look the same. Just like every album I make is not going to sound the same. But with this one, uh, I f- I feel like more people will relate to it because I'm I'm talking about real life stuff. Uh, my my struggles with the devil, drug substance, uh, and even as simple as you know bills, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just real life stuff. I'm not talking about you know just running the streets or whatever no more. It's it's about my life and the things that people are scared to talk about. So I feel like this album, it might, it, it might do it, It's a hit or miss. Yeah. Honestly, it's a hit or miss. Uh, well, it's a new season, man. You're, you know, I mean, you've been a husband for a little while, but you're also a father and yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it, it changes your, your, it, it like rewires your brain when you yeah. become those things. <laughs> and so I'm sure it's going to be, you're going to hear it on the album as well. Mm-hmm. All right, well, hey, to take a quick break from some of the serious stuff, I wanted to ask you a, a fun question, all right? Cool, cool. So you're obviously very talented at what you do, but what is probably what you would say the most useless talent you have? Mm, what is a useless <laughs> talent? Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know a useless talent. Um, I guess because I, I don't really use this talent unless I'm making an album, but I make all my album covers. I know how to edit pictures yeah. and all of that stuff and edit videos if I needed to, but... I don't record anything. I don't, <laughs> I'm not a video person anymore like I used to be. So I don't, it's, it's kind of just useless now. Cause I've branched over from, from making funny video skits and editing videos mm-hmm. to now music, strictly music. And yeah, it's kind of, for me, I would say that's kind of useless cause <laughs> I don't, I'm not doing anything with it. I don't plan on maybe in the future, maybe, mm. but right now it's useless. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Um, okay, so moving along, I'd like to talk, going back to your music, I'd like to talk real quick about your most recent single, Storms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it seems to me that this song is about a strong connection and motivation from your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can you tell me about why you wrote the song and you know how, how it kind of came to be? 
Uh, so I had already planned on uh making a song on the album about her. Uh, kind of what we went through a little bit. Um, but um, it wasn't gonna be until I released the album. Mm. But I knew that New Year's was coming, and I was like, "Yo, I have to have a song out today. It's New <laughs> Year's Day. I don't have anything out. I haven't released a project last year. I got to give something out." So I uh. I sat down, I looked through my notes, and I saw an unfinished thing, and I was like, yo, let me just finish this or whatever. That song, The song that I posted is just a snippet. Like, the song mm. is longer yeah, than that. It's an interlude, right? Yeah, it's like, it, for now, I, I put it as an interlude for now, but um, on the actual album, it's longer than that. Okay. So, it was like, uh, I just need to put something out, but it was also to kind of show an appreciation to my wife, you know, like, because sometimes she feels like I'm not there, which... I really haven't been there mentally all the time, uh, mostly because me and my son was actually in a... Uh, you heard about the Colleen Mall shooting, right? Yeah. We were in there. We were, like, literally no. in Zoomies right by the front door. Oh, gosh. And my wife, she was working at Victoria's Secret for, like, a little second, right? Yeah. Um. So when it, when it happened, the first thing I'm thinking is, my wife, where is she at? Yeah. So I'm calling her up. She's not answering her phone. Wow. My son is in my hands. I'm like, bro... I don't know if it's more than one shooter. I don't know if they're only shooting one person or yeah. if they're about to shoot up the whole mall. Like, I don't know what's going on. But I have my son with me in Zoomies and all my, you know, my my uh, old coworkers were there. So I, I moved him to the back and I locked him in the back with my old coworkers. I was like, please keep him safe. We had the gate lock, back door lock, and a lock to get in there. So I would have heard yeah. anything. Uh, but I needed to check on my wife because she wasn't answering the phone. So I run down there with my homeboy Howard, and that was um, – it was closed uh, off, but she finally picked up the phone. She was like, yeah, I'm good. I, I didn't even know there was a shooting. I was just still cashing out and oh, stuff. Wow. But um, after that situation for me, um, it was like, yo, I, I don't have control like I think. You know, um, I can't always protect my son. I can't always protect my wife. I'm not going to always be there. And anything like this can happen anywhere. Mm. So after that, it kind of just messed me up in the head to where it's kind of hard to function that's why like every day has been one long ass day mm. so when it when it comes to me and her connecting sometimes i'm disconnected because i'm thinking about other stuff i'm thinking about the world and life and you know and, and and it was what was even more frustrating is that was the one day that i didn't didn't have my gun on me i keep my gun mm. on me at all times or in my car but uh it was the one day i didn't have it on me and i was like never again because I, I won't allow myself to be in a position where i can't protect my family mm. um but, yeah, it, it kind of, you know, left me a little disconnected with her as far as showing my emotions and being more affectionate. Sometimes I'm not there. I'm just stuck on Call of Duty or something just to get my mind from the world or I'm trying to write music. And um, sometimes she thinks that I'm not, you know, showing enough to her. And she feels like, um, you know, I ain't been there. Like, of course, it, there was one line I said um, – I forgot what I said. I forget the lyrics to all my songs, but I was just <laughs> like, I know you told me you don't, uh, you're not happy with me anymore or something like that. Um, and she was like, I don't like how you put that in there. I was like, oh, it, I know it, that was a long time ago, but I kind of just tied in everything into one verse mm. and then it's going to go on as like the rest of it. But yeah, that, that's really all that was put into it. Just, you know, trying to show my appreciation for it. Oh man. It's good. Yeah, it, it feels like – it's funny that you say that because it makes sense now because it does feel kind of more of a grandeur thing going on, kind of mm -hmm. like a Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, it's got a longer story yeah, to it all. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> that's gonna be in 1998 though. Yeah, yeah, that right, one. Uh, I think all of the singles except to whom this make concern is gonna be on the album. Because uh, I usually don't release uh, singles before the album, mm-hmm. and if I do, it's a single that has nothing to do with the album. But because 2021, I just had nothing. Yeah, I was like, well, here's some sneak peeks of the album. <laughs> you know, um, if I do to whom this make concern on there, uh, it'll it'll be. Uh, the audio will probably be fixed. <laughs> all right. Good enough, man. <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, man, before we uh, finish up, we are the Always More Podcast. So to finish this interview, I'd like to ask if there was anything you would want others to know about you and your art, what would it be? If, if there was something, you know what, I, I need you to know more about this, what would it be? Mm, nothing. <laughs> uh, honestly, whatever whatever you feel, you know, when you hear my music, I just I don't even want you to have a perception of me before you come into my music. Uh, Miss Charlene actually said that when she first met me, she had a, had a perception of me, of who I was, because I had posted a picture with smoke coming out of my mouth. Um, I think every, I remember it. Yeah, everybody remembers that I used, well, knows that I start smoking in the sixth grade. And uh, Miss Charlene said that she brought it to you guys' attention, and y'all were like, oh, that's just Malik. It's... <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> and I never knew that until she told me this story, like that y'all was really looking out for me, but it was really keeping me out of trouble. Uh, but she said she had that bad perception about me mm. from the from the start until she started listening to me talk and finding out who I was. And then she realized I'm not a bad kid at all, you know, that I was really, really a good kid, just finding my way through life. And that's how I want people to come through with my music. Don't I don't want you to have a perception about me or anything. Or if you do have a perception about me, throw it away. Just come into my music with a clean slate and just listen. Mm. That's good stuff, bro. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, thank you again for just do taking the time to come out here and to be on the show today. I truly appreciate you as a human being because uh, you have a beautiful soul and a beautiful heart and a beautiful family. I appreciate uh, that. Thank yeah, you. man. I really, I really love your story, and I love that I've been a part of that story a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. Shoot, and, for uh, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> for a long time. Uh, but, dude, I, I love your perspective. And I love your outlook on life. And, I, dude, I really appreciate your art, too. And so, uh, speaking of, where can people go to check out your music and all your art, man? Uh, Shoot, just follow me on Instagram at Great, and then click the link in my bio. I just made up a, a website that's subject to change. <laughs> so, yeah, just click the link, and then you'll you'll find me right there. Awesome, yeah. man. Awesome. Well, for all you guys out there, uh, be sure to check out Malachi the Great and his newest single, Storms, on all streaming platforms. Yes, and uh, we'll be sure to put all your stuff in our show notes so they can just find it really easily and click it there. And cool, so, cool. Uh, Malik, thank you again, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. It was an honor. All right, man. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you again so much for checking this out. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, well, those are pretty good interview. Yeah. Thank you, Tim, for carrying that on without us. Yeah. Sorry we got to be there. But it was really awesome. And I'm not sorry. You're well, not sorry? I don't apologize for anything I do. This is a good point. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thankful for Malik being on here. Yeah. No, for sure. No, 
I like Malik. <laughs> I truly, I do wish okay. I could have been here. I truly do wish I could have been here for that interview, but it was, it was pretty good. It was no, a really was. cool interview. Appreciate it. 12 the, out of 10. Please check him out on all of his platforms and everything. All of his yes. social medias. Yeah. Spotify. All that jazz. Everything. Wherever you can find Malachi the Great. Malachi the Great. Wow. That's so crazy. We've known him since like forever. And when he started having that name. I remember <laughs> when he was like a little kid at Steadfast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And then. Now he's a grown man with a wife and kid. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. a music career. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, hey, we got some fan questions up today. Uh, and you guys did not disappoint. In fact, we uh, we look. We we started a new thing. We have a hotline now. Yeah. And uh, one of our one of our faithful listeners, Aaron, decided to contribute. And so, hey. uh, so we, cool. We have a I question. Like and and before we move on, uh, if you would like to uh, send us a voicemail question, the line is two five four two one eight four zero four two. Again, that once is, again, that is two five four two one eight four zero four two. And remember, guys, this is a voicemail line. We will not answer. You do not have to actually speak to a human yeah. being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so just leave us your questions. And if you have call anxiety, know that we will never be answering There's that line. There's not an individual on the other end. You just say words. Yep. But I'm going to be honest. Leaving voicemails would give me anxiety, too, when I was younger. So that's another thing. It would be like I would, I would, I would be like, I have to hang up before the beep. Or they're going to hear me. Press it, press it, press it. <laughs> Hit the button. But it's not that scary, I promise. It's really not. Just call, and if you sound dumb, call again. We'll ignore the first one. There you go. <laughs> Be like, hey, can you cancel out that last one? <laughs> can you delete that, please? Leave us a few voicemails. Oh, yeah. Do that. <laughs> all right, what's our first uh, all What's right. our first ever voicemail? All right, Aaron, here it is. What's up, guys? It's Aaron, the guy that you a bunch instead of uh, leaving a voicemail, but I guess I'll leave a voicemail this time, uh, even though I texted you as I was listening to the show. But anyways, I have a good question <laughs> that maybe y'all can answer. So what superhero or villain would make the best therapist? And also, on the flip side of this, so if it's like a superhero, like a therapist to do better, if it's a super villain the therapist to do worse. So which would be the best in their respective roles? Anyways, love the show. Harley's a great host, and Tim and Chris are okay, I guess. Bye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Ouch. Thank well, Aaron, thank you, I guess. <laughs> thank you for the question, and also, I hate you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love you. Uh, I am appreciative of you. Okay, so here, here are my thoughts on that one. I initially was like, well, you know, a villain that would be a great therapist would be Harley Quinn because she's, oh, yeah. she's an actual therapist. Oh. Right. Makes sense. But yeah. then I realized she would literally be the worst therapist because she was a therapist who fell in she love with her client who, who lost her like sanity, everything yeah. because yeah. she was bad at her job, basically. Right, yeah. right. So she did everything you're not supposed to the do best, as a therapist. Uh -huh. The best supervillain therapist, I think, would be the Joker. Because it's to make you a worse villain. The Joker is obviously good at that because he turns regular people into villains. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the Joker would be the best worst therapist. Interesting. As I far like that. as villains go. Uh, Haven't thought of a hero yet. Interesting. I'm trying to think of all of, all of the 
Uh, what's um uh, the DC? Um, uh, it starts with an M. It's got like a, a weird sound to it. Um, oh, I Murdoch? No, not Murdoch. What's it? You know what I'm trying to say? Modoc. Modoc. No, that's definitely Marvel too. No, he's DC. Modoc? Or wait, maybe I maybe I am wrong. Who am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking Brainiac. Brainiac. Yeah. Uh, not him. Never mind. No, I think Brainiac for a uh, superhero, I think. Um, what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Why is my brain glitching? I want to uh. say, like, as a Superman fan, it'd be Superman, but he's not a great therapist. He's just a good listener. Yes. He's the friend that you tell your stuff to. Yes. He's not an actual therapist. Yeah. Correct. I Correct. think Vision would be a good therapist. Oh, that Ooh. is good. Yeah, no, Vision would. I like that. He sees all of it. He can Vision, help you. Vision would wow. be a really good therapist. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's he's unbiased. He'll tell you yeah. as it is, but he does it in a very soft, gentle way. Yeah, yeah he, I did that. And as a computer, like, he obviously knows all of the different types of psychology and the different ways to therapize someone. That's... Wow. Yeah. Good take. Good Thank take. you. Thank you. It's like Brainiac with empathy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Brainiac with empathy. I dig that. Yeah. Now I need wow. to think of a villain. And we're doing this... As a villain to make somebody into a villain or to make yeah. you, like, a worse or person? Or make villains worse. Yeah. And, like, Joker make your would, mental illness I feel like I feel like maybe, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Scarecrow. Crane. Yeah. I think he would be a good one, too. I mean, he is also a, a psychologist. Right. So, yeah, that would make sense. Man. And Batman, Batman's got some screwed up villains. Batman. Just all of, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, the Riddler could be kind of good too because he, mm-hmm. therapists tend to ask you a question to make you like you'll say something and they ask you a question to make you think about yeah different things and I feel like he could play that off somehow. I could, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, Batman's just like like look if if all of Batman's villains became therapists, we you know we'd be screwed. screwed, done. All of the all all of Gotham would be in hell. <laughs> Luckily, they usually go the other way. They go from doctor to yeah, villain. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I really, I like the Joker one. I think that is a good point. But I also think he would make you really lose your mind. That's kind of mm-hmm. the point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Another yeah, yeah. good, uh, another good uh, hero therapist, um, Professor X. Is no, he, though? I don't know who that is. Uh, James McAvoy. Um, Charles Mag- Xavier from Charles the Xavier. X-Men. The bald guy in the wheelchair. Oh, Oh, yeah, mm. because he definitely has done a lot more damage trying to be a therapist. Like mm. when he locked away half of Jean Grey's mind. Well, oh. yeah, I guess. And yeah. erased all of Logan's memories. Well, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> like he actually tried and he was pretty bad at it. Dang. All right. I'm try- I was trying to think of another one other than Vision because I think that's the perfect no, one. No, Vision is the perfect one. Nice. Harley is like spot on. You can't. I, find I can't. It I'm one. trying to think because Professor X is the only other like teacher that I can I think, think of. I think he would also be in the v- villain, even though he's really not a villain. But I feel like oh, he could be if he turned back. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, essentially, it's Ultron. I think Beast. Yep. If we're talking X Men, like I think Beast would be a good therapist. Yeah, I could do that. Because like he's pretty wickedly intelligent. Mm. He's a problem solver. He has pretty good empathy. I think Beast would be a good one. I could do that. Hmm. Good question, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. His question's always like, yeah, like you, you don't it really think makes they're going to like dive, but then like they dive deep. Like where do you get, are these original thoughts that you have? What's it like to have an original <laughs> thought? <laughs> what is your brain like? <laughs> no, seriously. Good sir. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> All right. Man. Well, thank you very much for that question, Aaron. 
Yes. Uh, next question. Uh, Harley, since these people asked you these questions, would you mind? Yeah, uh, of course. Um, so my friend Shara, she asked, what is your view on church hurt? We did a whole podcast on it, so <laughs> I'm going to sit back. I mean, Harley, if you want to go first, or if you, would you want us to go first? Because, I mean, I can. Um, well, I mean, I obviously know that you guys did, like, the whole deconstruction series. But if you there was, like, a way you could quickly summarize it. Mm. And how it's like resonated. Uh, I think if you're to summarize what is currently going on in the church, it's that most of the American evangelical church is not listening and or is not um, doing anything to resolve any issues. Um, they might be hearing the things, but they're not listening to the things. They, right. might, they might hear what's actually happening, but they're not feeling it they're not mm. seeing it they're not you know doing something about it um they they don't take the blame they don't apologize they don't do the the work to help resolve some issues i'm not saying they have to change their you know their their ideologies i mean i would like for that to happen for some churches but like what i'm saying is most of them don't want to admit they're wrong they, mm. they try to take the legal stance of saying oh well we can't admit that we were wrong um so if if you're if you're asking how do we fix that, it's to admit the wrongs, or even if you're not the person committing the wrong, just say you're sorry and just say how can we help? Be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. I think another way that she was asking it, it was like, what what do you feel as like somebody who's been hurt by the church? Does that make sense? Like how am I feeling, or like um, so for me personally, not a fan anymore of church church okay um just because i mean i definitely has not hurt me to the same extent that has hurt a lot of people that i know but because i'm so i hate that it's hurt the people that i know i'm i don't want to say i'm anti-church right now but i'm very much angry Mm -hmm. at them and i guess my view on it that i'm gonna that i'm trying to work on is when it comes to like the church as like a system that has hurt you um, it's like, it's a process in recognizing that like not, of course, not everyone is like that. Not, yeah. And it's important to find the people who like also know that and like recognize that and are willing to like be the change, I guess. Yeah. I, I think about it because I remember when I was in the church, I would hear all the time, especially our pastor at the time, whenever he heard a story of someone complaining about the church and leaving church because mm. of their church hurt, he would use an analogy or a lot of people would use this analogy of like, well, if you go to a restaurant and you get bad service, does that mean you're never going to that restaurant chain again? And I'm thinking, I mean, if it happened Usually, several yeah. times, I that yeah. chain. Yeah. Depends on how bad it was. Yeah. yeah I absolutely. might, I might take a break from that chain. I might distance myself from that chain for a while. That doesn't mean I think every single waiter that's works at that chain is a horrible human being. Yeah. But if I'm getting bad repetitive service or if, if I'm I not get being food hurt, poisoning one time, I'm not going back. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there, there's a, there's a, I understand because I mean, we've, we've both been there, but I, or we've all been there. I understand the rhetoric and the understanding of like, well, you don't want to leave out the community. I'm like, sure. But until the institution itself changes, then I understand why people don't want to go back. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Like yeah. I, I, I get it. I know there are great churches out there that I would love to attend, but not now. But I, I'm still good for a little while. Yeah. I'm still okay to yeah. just take a break from it. And, and my relationship with God is just that, my relationship with God. Yeah. My my view on church hurt is that, one, it is absolutely true. 
it is real, it is a thing, and yeah. people that ignore it or deny it are just Weird. insane yeah. on that standpoint. Um, two, obviously, I think it affects people a lot more than they think, mm-hmm. um, because one thing I hear from a lot of people is what Harley just said. Oh, you know, the church treated my friends worse, so it doesn't bother me as bad. I think that's in and of itself a very indoctrinated response to mm-hmm. church hurt. Yeah. Like, oh, it could have been worse. Yeah, but it's a church. It's not supposed to hurt you at all. Right. True. Yeah. And just because it's the church that did it, we lessen the pain that they caused. Well, then the other issue is there's no <clears> accountability <throat> when those things happen. Yeah. yeah. If there was accountability, then yeah, you and could you could use the logic of, oh, well, it was just that person. Yeah. 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 If but, it was addressed and fixed, but it's sure. not. Those but people it, are yeah given different positions if they're punished at all. Correct. Or they're just, oh, yeah, this happened, and we're sorry about it. Now give us your money. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the last thing that b- really bothers me is the blame that should go to those churches and to those pastors and blah, 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 whoever did whatever it was to hurt you, usually gets flipped on the victim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they do, like, the no true Scotsman fallacy where it's like, oh, you're leaving the church because of church hurt? I guess you were never really a Christian to begin mm. with. Mm. No, I definitely was and am still like, truthfully, I feel like I still maintain the same level of following God, if not more so than when I was full time in ministry. Yeah. Like when I was in like doing master's commission, getting my degree in seminary theology in God, like that's, I don't know. Church hurt is still a very tender topic for me, obviously. Valid. Very valid. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Good question, though. So the the last question um, is very, might need some explanation. I, I but get I ha- it. You, you get it? Yeah. Okay, so it's from Tierra, and she said, do you see a color when you see somebody? To me, yes and no. I have to be thinking about it. Like, I don't like, if I see Chris, I don't think of just a random color. But if I think of, hey, think of a color, like, yeah, I can think of a color when it comes to Chris. Right. Uh, like auras? Is that kind of what she's asking? Sort of. Um, I feel like auras is a lot more spiritual and deep than just be like seeing a person and being like, oh, you emanate this color. Because auras also have like meaning and et cetera. But it's definitely like, yeah, like what? Well, like for my dad, I see purple because I know it's his favorite color, and that was the color of his office for years. Uh, and so, yeah. like, if, if like, you ask me, hey, what color is your dad? I say purple. Yeah. And if you ask if for my mom, then I would say maroon because that was her office for a while, and she also just kind of wears those kind of colors. Mm. Um, and so, my daughter, I would now for my daughter, I would say yellow because she's such a bright personality and she's very out there and her yeah. hair is lighter than ours. And so, in a way, yes, but I have to be thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think I do. I mean, like like Tim said, I could if you asked me what color was this person, just like when I think about them, it would be I'd be able to give you a color. Oh yeah. But I don't like see a person and I'm like, oh, that person is green. That person is blue. Right. That person is whatever. Yeah, I know. No. There are some people who actually do that. Oh yeah, like I'm that's sure. A, that's how their brain functions. Yeah, that I'm not one of those people. Yeah, that's one of those. But I guess the the question is, do you even like when you do think about it? Is that something you can do? Because there are some people like Jordan, when we were talking about it with him, he was like, no, none of that makes sense to me. Like he can't imagine a color for someone? Yeah. 
I well, I don't know if that was the exact thing, but we were also saying like, for me, I feel like I associate Thursday with the number seven. For some reason, that just makes sense to me. Mm. You know, and so and he was like these concepts. What? You know? Why seven? I don't know. It just feels like uh, something about the T and the H makes me feel like seven. Huh. To me, it's practical. Like, that, that's how my brain works. It has so, like, Saturday, seven. Correct. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's how, I don't know, I, I can't remember if it was during, a, like, a like a casual talk, but we were talking about time. Was it to you I was talking yeah, about time? Yeah, I think when we were doing the, the podcast, like, what happens if the months were, like, Oh, yeah, 13? yeah. 10 instead of uh, 12. <laughs> yeah, so in my brain, like, there, there's also there's also colors for the months and the seasons I have. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's categorical. So, like, I have, I see time in a circle, like, on a calendar year. And so, if you're looking at it from this angle, January starts here, and it goes January, February, March up here on the top, May, March, April, May. So, like, a color wheel. Yes. <clears throat> but months. Interesting. Yes. A month. In time. Cool. Yeah, none of that makes sense to me. I feel like I get it, but I mean, I don't function like that. But like, I get it. Yeah. When, well, that, that, that's I how saw, I get to it quickly. I, I saw I, I'm a visual person, so if I can see like that, what's that? I saw a thing somebody posted like that. Like, I think it was like the number seven Thursday. Um, there was it was October, a October. They all have the same energy, and I was like, all this, right. This I girl guess. said <laughs> mint, mittens, like the enclosed glove. Yeah. She said radiates baby pink to her. The mitten itself is not baby pink, but they associate the same way for her. Well, I wonder if that's a societal thing, too, because I remember, like, when we were babies, like, that was a big thing, was, like, having these little baby mittens. I don't know or, if that was, or maybe it was, like, just synesthesia that she has, like... Well, that, too. It's, like, a mental thing. But she also said mittens are equivalent to bunnies. You I, know? I feel that, actually. I'm wondering if that is a societal and then thing. I think and how, wait, who who said that? I don't know her TikTok. I forgot it. Uh, was she it. a millennial? No, she's a Gen Z. Oh, okay. Um, but she also said, um, which I felt was wrong, she said gloves are green. I think gloves are red. I think gloves are black. Like, if you're... If no, you're, I'm lying. Gloves are black. Mittens are red. Yeah, because right Christmas, you think of mittens, you think of Santa Claus, you think of... Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But, like, gloves are black. Um, like, OJ. But I don't know if that's... A, wow. <laughs> Whoa. No, from the case. I know what you're talking about. Oh, not because OJ's black. Sorry, guys. Yeah. That's not what I meant. Um, I, know, I know what you're talking about. I just want to make the, sure that you clarified case. that for our listeners. Oh, like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> she meant, like, the gloves that he had, you not black. like him. Yes. They were leather <laughs> not, black gloves. Not OJ himself. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, clarify that. I'm just going to quit. No. <laughs> Sorry. Canceled. <laughs> I'm putting uh, the headphones down. We're calling it a year. So, Tira, to answer your question, uh, no, yes, sometimes. Yeah. And the pointing was no at Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me, yes. Because not everybody's watching this. Some people drive and listen to it. And oh. Tim is sometimes. But, yeah. Uh, that's it. Well, we've got uh, the next thing. It says segment if time permits. Does time permit? It does not permit. It does not permit. It is final thoughts time. You guys are missing out on this segment, man. It was a good one, too. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so, if you guys could see the notes on this segment, you would oh know God. how good it is. Oh, my God. It's an empty bullet point. It's so good. <laughs> It's such a good bullet point. <laughs> All right, guys. Any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Um, 
Go check out Malachi like the Great on social media. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, let your brain wander is really what I gathered from this video. Ooh. I mean, video from this podcast. I dig that. We literally hopped around and jumped into so many rabbit holes. Today truly was like a 3 a.m. conversation. Yes. I feel I feel that in my yeah. in my bones. Yeah, for sure. Even though we're doing this at 3 p.m., 4 yeah. p.m. What time PM. is it? 2.30 p.m. Doesn't matter. Anyways. All around 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like Chris said, follow Malachi. Follow, uh, check out his new single, Storms, out on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and all those other good things that you listen to. Wherever nice. you're streaming us, you can probably find it there. That's right. I mean, aside from podcast, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. I don't think it would be an Apple Music it. though. Yeah, yeah Apple Music. But so I just switch over to the music. Yeah, it's instead of the purple button, it's a pink button. There you go. Gotcha. Hey, I want to try something new. You know, for me, it radiates green. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I want to try something new, Chris. If people want to follow you, where can they go to? Um, they can follow me on Twitter. Um, I don't tweet much. Facebook, <laughs> I don't. Facebook post much. Jeez. TikTok, I don't TikTok much. Um, I actually don't even know my handles and my names hold on i have to like go into my social medias to do that um that is not <laughs> i should i should have i should have prepped you, you guys should, for yeah, this no, you I, thought, should have. I thought about this and i forgot to write it down so you, i apologize you really should have okay so my tiktok is christopher.lionheart um my facebook obviously is christopher thomas ford my twitter is what is my twitter uh captain underscore ct ford and I think that's all of the social media. Wow. I'm on, I don't. I have an Instagram. What's the, what's the main one? That's 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 what we're like. What, what, yeah. do you, what do you write on most, and what do you uh, like? Facebook? Okay. Facebook is the one that I'm on most. If you want to reach me, do it on Facebook. Gotcha. Very cool. Harley, how um, about you? So my Instagram is what Harley W U T Harley all underscore all one word. Um, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> um, my TikTok is Harley Bean like bean like a lima bean dot co. And it's a play on words for my last name because my last name is Bianco. Yeah. So I go by Binko. Binko. Yeah. Um, and that's really it. I don't like sharing my other social media. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you can find me on other ones, but I may not respond back. <laughs> so, oh, I also have um, a blog oh. that I would like to share. Do you? I do. Um, it's called Life of Bean. Um, it's on Wix site. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, it's connected to my Instagram if you go on there. So that's cool. So but link yeah. in bio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's it. And you can find me on Instagram, uh, and, uh, TikTok and pretty much everything else. Timothy Lichty at Timothy Lichty, L-I-E-C-H-T-Y. That's super easy. Cause like super. nobody else has that name. I take that back on TikTok. I think it's just Tim Lichty, but Timothy or Tim, one or the other. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We'll find you. Yeah. Oh. We'll find you. Well, anything else to add before we chop out? I think that's everything. I think I've got nothing else to add. Yeah. Harley? Um, wow, I really don't feel like I know how to close this. It's all right. Just turn it up and we'll just say goodbye. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> we love you all so much. Peace. Adios. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Always More podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, like, and rate on whatever your platform preference is. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at AlwaysMorePod. If you'd like to submit a question, you can ask us on any of our social media platforms, or you can leave us a voicemail at 
888-888-4042. If you'd like to feed into our caffeine addiction as well as support the podcast financially, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash alwaysmorepod. For further information and to contact us, you can email us at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com. 